Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern-day Asian-American woman. My name is Mel. I'm Janet. And I'm Helen. Hello, ABGs and ABBs. This past half year has been pretty eventful in our personal lives, especially for our beloved Mel and Janet. In case you missed it, they are both happily in a relationship now. Yes. Woo. I can't believe we're actually here. Um, As our listeners know, it took some time for the right circumstances to align so that we could meet our current partners. And we feel like the timing was just right. Yeah. And I have to say, I really think we have some of the most incredible listeners who really, really pay attention because while I was still in the dating and searching for my partner phase, I remember sharing a lot of updates with you all and several people had drawn parallels to the psychic reading we did a while back. So for this episode, we thought it would be fun to look back at that episode and see what came to fruition, what was accurate and what was maybe not so accurate. Mm-hmm. So for context, on January 14, 2021, we released episode 98 with Carla, who has several expertise, but for brevity, is a spiritual medium, healer, and intuitive counselor. In this episode, we each got to ask her some of our pressing curiosities. We'll include our info again in this episode's show notes. We also know that not everyone believes in psychics and some people are turned off by it. Just wanted to add here that we are not an organization that endorses these readings. We were just doing this for fun. And with that, I hope you can, you know, just keep that in mind for this episode. So this was over a year ago now, almost two years ago, right? Yeah, almost two two years years ago. ago. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And even for me as an initial skeptic, I, I found that call to be insightful. I've never had a psychic reading done before, let alone one done publicly. So to have that episode live on a podcast was pretty, pretty cool that we were able to get her mm-hmm. on. And there were a number of moments where we just went, whoa, or paused for reflection. And Carla focused on different themes for each of us. But one common theme that I was sitting on the edge of my seat about was about Janet and Mel's romantic life. And given the recent and exciting changes in your lives on that front, I would love to just start there. Can we start there? 
Yeah, yeah. But I think it'd be great to also like give context. So um, after this episode, I did have two more follow-up solo readings with Carla. Did you both have any readings with her after this episode? I personally did not. I think I'm going to continue being a skeptic. So no. <laughs> I also I also had two additional follow-up readings. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think Mel and I were both focused on the romance aspect. <laughs> Tell us more. What was he wearing? What color his eyes? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm excited to hear about your initial reading, how, you know, reality played out based on that initial reading and also your other two readings to hear, you know, if anything actually came to fruition. So let's start with the topic of romance. And let's start with Janet. Mm-hmm. By the way, if any of you out there listening want to catch up on their love lives, check out episode 194. It came out not too long ago for Janet and Mel's We're No Longer Single update. So Janet, in your search for a life partner, which is something you've mentioned you were keen to find in the near future, Carla specifically said your journey could take two to three years, though it could happen sooner. Kind of vague, but (laughs) she also mentioned two karmic love relationships. Here's the clip that we're going to play back for y'all. The first thing I hear for you is like two to three years for sure, but sooner possibly. I hear that there's going to be like two karmic relationships it looks like that you go through before that. And by karmic relationships, I mean karmic love relationships, right? I feel like one of those might come around in the next couple of months or so, right? With one of them, it's just going to be a rather quick thing that has a closeout. I just kind of see like something happens or just almost as if like, you know, somebody does something and you're just like, oh, yeah, I don't know. So short and sweet, but you're going to be like, okay, cool. I know you're just here to handle some karma. I'm out. Like the other one looks a little bit more serious, right? I, I feel like that could develop into like at least a, possibly a year more long relationship, right? Um, but I see that kind of just turning into a friendship. Like I see it as somebody that you end up staying friends with, but just like I said, the getting clear on what we want. Like, you know, when there's a relationship and it's good and it's great and you guys vibe, you have this energy, but there's just something missing and you don't know what it is. Like that spark's not there. There's not that. That's what I see. And that's what I see is going to kind of end it. I don't see any trauma around either of these, which is they're both very light. And, you know, don't fight it just because, you know, it's a karmic thing. It's important. So, Janet, what turned out to be accurate from this? Yeah, so I'm going to start with the timing. We did this reading in January of 2021. If we calculate two to three years, that would be 2023 to 24. But she did mention that it could be sooner. And specifically at the end of her section for me, she said that she foresaw I would come to her for some soul contract readings, which are like things that she would do to help break some of those contracts, which would speed up the timeline, which I did. So I went to her twice. Um, and now that it's been, so I guess I, I feel like I've met my person uh, and it's like been less than been that time. Um, but let's go back to kind of the two karmic love relationships she talked about. The first one she had mentioned, she described that it would be laughable. I don't know. Or I was, I had a hard time like kind of, really finding the right words for I think what she meant but um basically in the beginning of 2021 actually when we were doing the reading with her I had just started talking to him and this was a pretty short-lived I don't know if you could call it a relationship but I guess it was a love potential relationship happened during Mm -hmm. the pandemic so you know we couldn't meet up and um you know we were initially introduced through a mutual friend and had our first quote-unquote date 
over Zoom. But it was a five-hour Zoom call, right? So very substantial uh, first date. And then we met in person. Um, But then most of our relationship, if you want to call it that, happened over Zoom because it was during the pandemic. So Zoom and FaceTimes. And uh, when all was said and done in our like three months together, we actually only hung out like four to five times in person. And when I think about that, that's I think what she means by maybe I would have seen it as kind of like frivolous or laughable because it's like, oh, how could you really get serious with someone when you don't really see them that much, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember bringing him to our Lunar New Year dinner at Helen and Phil's place and everyone was really nice to him. But I also remember afterwards when I asked everyone for their feedback, um, this still sticks out to me. Phil, who has known me since college, said, oh, I don't think you would have dated him when you were younger. And I remember I was like, oh, what does that really mean? I, I didn't quite get it. It didn't click at the time. Um, but now that it's been almost two years later and I've had two additional relationships, I reflect back and in hindsight, I see how maybe this guy is not someone that, you know, I would have maybe typically developed a mutual love interest with if it was at any Mm -hmm. other context in in my normal life, right? Like if it wasn't the pandemic, Mm -hmm. if we, I don't know, if other things were different. So I think maybe that's what she meant by it, feeling kind of like out of place maybe, so that it's like, okay. So that that did feel pretty accurate. The the second karmic love relationship she talked about, she said was going to be more serious and likely would be about a year, um, but that we would end up deciding that we would be better off as friends. And this did line up pretty closely with the second guy I, um, I I dated in 2021. I met him around August, so this was about four months after the first person. And uh, we were also introduced to mutual friends, but then randomly at the same time had connected over a dating app. So we developed um, like a mutual interest and right off the bat, there was really great physical attraction. But we also very quickly both communicated to each other, kind of figured out that even though we were attracted to each other, felt like something was missing. And for me, I described that misconnection as like, oh, I usually like, I feel really connected through people through conversation and I wasn't feeling that from him. And he's like, oh, I usually feel really close to people and connected through shared sense of humor and I'm not really feeling that. So kind of like Carla predicted, that misconnection or that lack of that type of chemistry is eventually why we ended. And in terms of timing, when she said about a year, even though we only dated for three to four months, I distinctly remember a lot of our very direct conversations in the beginning was about how, you know, we both want families and I, as a woman, have more of like a time ticking timetable, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and he knew this and I don't want to put pressure on him, but he couldn't help at times kind of saying, you know, I feel like I have to like make up my mind about you very quickly because I don't want to be wasting your time. So during the breakup conversation, he actually said, you know, like, I typically would just continue like I still like you, but um, I got the I got the impression that he was kind of cutting it off at that point because he was trying to be respectful of my time. So in that respect, I was like, okay, maybe if if we had not been that deliberate about it, I could have seen us going on for about a year because there wasn't there wasn't really anything off about like we were attracted to each other. But we just it's like, is this my person? Mm, I don't know. I don't think so. Right. And when we broke it off, he did also ask, can we continue to be friends? And I, you know, I was like, I need a couple months, but yeah. And we haven't really talked since, but you know, I think that if I saw him through mutual friends at a gathering, whatever, it would be very friendly now. And at this point, he's seeing someone else, I'm seeing someone else. 
we still follow each other on Instagram, like each other's posts about, you know, dating or, or partners or whatever. So I feel like it ended well in that respect. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it actually eerily was quite accurate. There were definitely two relationships and one was kind of seemed more frivolous and one was definitely more serious, but ended with friendship. Um, and yeah, I don't know. so I feel, I feel like it was pretty accurate. Do you feel like when you were in the first relationship or the second one that you had this psychic reading in the back of your mind and you were thinking to yourself, oh, I think you're going to be number one and number two and not the sort of the end result. Did that play a role in how you saw those relationships at all while yeah. you were in them? I remember having conversations with you ladies about this, how like I have in the past had like my palm read, I've had some readings done and I generally think it's best when you don't like look for a very sp- like... I don't think this, mm. the person is meant to tell you exactly what's supposed to happen. It's like a guide kind of, right? And I'm like, I'm open to some things feeling like they're literally correct and other things like it's kind of open for interpretation. And I, I think mm. well, after we had this reading, I was like, oh, well, you know, I recently had been um, connected with the, another dude that we were like Helen's friend from high school, right? That we were doing. So I was like, maybe he's counts as one or two or whatever it was. So I'm like, I don't doubt that her, there are two karmic love relationships, but maybe they already happened. Maybe the timing is different from what she's reading. So mm. I remember with the first guy, because she said my final partner was someone that didn't live near me, like was not in the state. And the first guy, when I was starting to talk to him, he is actually based in New York. Um, and he was born, a, uh, or he like grew up in Singapore and, and then had, had just moved to Irvine, like I think a month ago or so. So in that respect, I was like, oh, maybe he is the one, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and the same with the second guy for the reason of, I didn't know if the first guy was meant, cause like, I was like, well, we did kind of end as friends, you know, like, and in my mind at that time, it did feel serious. So I'm like, maybe he is the second one. And the first one happened before the reading or like, you know, so I think that was kind of how, and each, each person I dated, I dated with the intention of thinking they were that last person. Hmm. I remember Helen and I, when you were dating them, we would be both secretly be like counting. We're like, wait, no, that's the second one. No, that's, no, that's the third. Wait, wait, what? Which one? We're trying to like figure out too. I'm pretty sure but you now, called um, me once, Mel, and you're like, is that number one or number two? I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was very serious about the numbering. <laughs> Well, Janet, Carla also described your future man. He sounded like a pretty good match for you. Like she mentioned, he's adventurous, active, gives you space, and provides a lot of laughter. And for those of you that are interested, here is a clip here. You know, when I look at the person, I see him as somebody who's very adventurous and fun-loving, right? So he likes to be active. He likes to do things. So it's like, get your hiking boots, or let's go here. Let's go travel here to go do this random thing. Right. Um, and I see you enjoying it and going along with it. Right. And, and being like that, but he's very active. He's, he likes to go do things. He likes to be outside. He wants to, let's go hop on a plane and go here just to go on a hike in this like random Mayan forest or something right in the jungle. Like that is going to be the type of um, person that his energy Mm -hmm. is, but there's a lot of laughter. There's a lot of fun, right? So it's going to be very good in that sense. Um, And what I see that's really important is that he's, he's very open and understanding of kind of, um, I hear your time and your space. And just kind of your own activities and what you need to do for you, right? Like, oh, you have this project or you're busy. Okay, cool. Go do you. Um, Because he's got his little activities and his little things he does too, you know? So it's important for him to nurture that. Mm. But it's good. I mean, like overall, just when I look and I just see your energy is very 
open, like it's ready to receive that kind of partner and to draw it in, right? Um, your soul kind of seems to know and understand that it's just got a couple more karmic relationships to go through and that's that. So Jane, now that you're with your partner, which we probably think it's going to be long-term, how accurate do you think this reading was about your current partner? Yeah, so when she said that, I remember there was a line that she said was, uh, he really lives life. And I interpreted that two ways. One was the adventurous part, which is true. He is very active. He's interested in climbing, camping, hiking. He's done Mount Rainier. He's been to Patagonia. He uh, is certified for scuba diving and spent a couple of months in Thailand leading dives. So that is really accurate. Um, and the other part of when she said he really lives life, I also interpreted that as life experience. And this is a consistent quality that I've always been attracted to um, in people. Uh, he went through a really rocky period with his parents in his young adulthood, which resulted in him being completely like independent from them at a pretty young age, um, before of course reuniting with them now later in life. And he actually never graduated from college because during this rough patch in his life, uh, while he was in school, he, you know, instead of finishing school, he went straight to working to financially support himself. And he, you know, started out in kind of like customer service in technology and eventually worked his way up through good managers who guided him to become a software engineer. Um, so I feel like that's another way of someone who like really lives life, who, who mm. you know, experiences a lot of those things. Um, so that felt to me like it really rang true. Um, lots of laughter. That's very true. I feel like we laugh a lot together over stupid things, which I think is it happens when you kind of share similar humor with your partner. Um, giving me space. He is incredibly understanding and accommodating to my schedule and my work life for that. And it's not just like him giving, I mean, he gives me space because he also has his own things to do. And that is something that I really like about our dynamic. We both have our own lives going on, but also balance it pretty well where we have time together. Cause in one of the last relationships that I had with the guy, like he had his own life too, but I almost felt like we had a hard time spending time together. Like the, it was imbalanced with us doing too much of our own thing. Um, so that feels very accurate. She also said that he doesn't live near here in LA, right? And if I look at his timeline, during this time of this reading, he actually was living in SF. He moved to LA about uh, six months after this reading, seven months. So um, when I had gone back to her for like follow-up readings to like do the um, uh, breaking of the soul contracts to speed up the timeline stuff, she had mentioned, I think she changed by the second or third time I went back to her, she's like, oh, I feel like he is near, like, like geographically mm -hmm. closer instead of time. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so yeah. Did you tell her though about your situation <laughs> and say that he is near? And she's like, oh, he is near. <laughs> Um, the skeptic coming out. Yeah, yeah, no, good question. No, at this, uh, when she's, the last reading I had with her was before I met Eugene. So, mm. um, yeah, so when she said he was near, like, she, it was, I had the reading at the time when he had just moved to LA. And, wow. uh, but I had not met him yet. <laughs> so it was just like that, our initial reading, she said, my person, you know, is not near here. And then by the third reading, she said, oh, I feel like he is near around the corner. <laughs> It's like playing mm. that game of hot and cold. Yeah. Hotter, getting hotter. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. I guess because like during the time of the first reading, he wasn't here and then he mm. moved here. So Interesting. Interesting. 
I remember actually meeting Eugene and when we found out he was like into extreme sports, I was like, whoa, because I remember the <laughs> adventurous part of the reading and being like, what does this even mean? Because like, I think we know people that like hike and skydive, but like the fact that Eugene like taught scuba diving in Thailand, it was just did all these crazy things. I was like, this is really cool. And so that was something that stood out to me when we actually met him. Yeah, yeah. So during my reading, Carla had also said that she predicted I would come to her um, to do some soul contract work in order to speed up the timeline. And um, I did. Uh, And it wasn't like I called her because she said I would. It's over the past year and a half to two years. I went to her when I had moments of feeling a little bit of despair or questioning and just wanted to like have some reassurance. So about four months after our initial reading as a group, I met with her um, solo. And um, she had from that reading said that I had a lot of complicated connections and contracts to the first guy that I dated, that somehow our ancestors actually had made some sort of deal. And we had a lot. She's like, it's like really tangled. And um, so she did a lot of a lot of like undoing of soul contracts the first time. And then I met with her the second time, almost a year later, actually. And this time there was also a little bit of a couple of things that she was clearing up for me. Um, so yeah, I think that, that maybe explains a little bit of the timeline. <laughs> it's so funny. Cause okay. I realized too, like as someone that went to Carla multiple times and when you're in the session, she's talking about like ancestral connections and soul contracts. You're like, yeah, I totally get it. But hearing now from like an outside, but Helen's like, that's what crazy. The F? <laughs> <laughs> like, I have a very, sounds crazy, like a very questionable face on my, on yeah, my face yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Untangling your ancestral soul contracts. Yeah. I mean, I know there are a lot of people who believe this stuff out there. I think I'm just, um, I feel like you can make any situation or anything that you hear in these sorts of readings to cater towards the direction of your life or what you're dealing with. So that's yeah. where I'm just like, I, I want to focus on mm. the details of what they say and if they're mm. accurate or not. Um, but I don't know. I think there's there's definitely people who are really into this and people who are just like, I yeah, I, I don't know if I will believe it much. Totally. But it's if anything, it's a conversation starter and it's like yes. um just a something for you to think about yes Mm -hmm. and I always think that use it as guidance and not you shouldn't be following it as like complete prescription right for sure do you know what the secret is to keep a baby skin healthy the secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet You've heard me talk about Pampers Swathers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swathers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swathers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. All right, so now it's time to move on to Miss Mel Mel. Let's play the initial description of Mel's future partner. I do see him dressed in like formal business attire, right? So definitely um, 
you know, professional <laughs> type of okay. thing, right? Because right now it's like he's in a four to five year timeline, which sounds like a long time, but that can change, they say. Um, that can speed up by quite a bit. I don't see him coming in through mutual friends or people you know, right? It's like very chance meeting, like, you know, the whole right place, right time. Like I see like almost as if like you're ordering a coffee or drink somewhere and then there's this handsome stranger who's also on his lunch break and, you know, something happens and you two exchange a few laughs and a quick conversation. No games, no nonsense, right? Just kind of what you see is what you get, right? Type of thing. So if your soul is still learning through a certain type of man, you have to finish that before someone like this comes in. Because I do hear he's different than a lot you've dealt with, per se, right? That you might know of. Mm-hmm. Like, there's going to be things about him that, you know, it's almost as if you don't trust certain energies about him because he's so a certain way. But it's like, that's actually who he'll be, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Okay, so... I also listened back to the part about my person and I actually divided it out for like what was accurate, what was not accurate and what were things I wasn't sure about. Um, so I'll start with what was accurate. Uh, Carla mentioned he's dressed in formal business attire and professional. Um, I think all of us remember when I saw him for the first time and he was wearing a suit and even my roommate's like, oh my God, he's in a suit. And I was like, I think that was pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, he is, he, she also mentioned, mentioned that he's really intense with his career, but when he's not working, he has the ability to leave it all behind. Um, and that this is very important. He's very grounded. I do agree that I think Ray also like is very serious about his career because I think he's finally landed a job that he's really passionate about and he'll work long hours. But when he's off, he's like, I'm done. Like we get to relax on the couch and it feels really nice to have that, that divide of like time. Um, she also mentioned like he is sure and connected with himself. He's no game, no nonsense. And he's different than any person you've been with. And he's very much who he is. 100% agree. He's very like no BS to the point. Like doesn't like to waste time. Like um, also very confident in himself. I don't, I need feel, I don't feel like he ever wavers. Mm. So I think that is something I think is pretty accurate. The thing that's not accurate. She said that... He is not going to come through a mutual friend and it's like a chance meeting, like right place, right time, meet cute kind of situation. And that wasn't true at all. Um, I met him through our friend Tammy. So I feel like that wasn't right. Even though in my head, I was like, I wish it was. That'd be kind of cool. It's like a movie setting. Um, The thing I wasn't sure about is that she says she sees others in between. I mean, I've dated other guys between meeting him, but it was never serious. It was very like, oh, one date kind of thing. So I don't know if she meant like relationships or like dates. So mm. not sure. And she also mentioned like in that reading in 2021, she said there'd be quite some time before he comes in. It all depends on how greatly you work on yourself. But as of now, four to five years. Wow. I remember thinking, I remember I was like, hell no. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, there's no way. And I remember thinking that I was like, man, that's a long time. And if I had to reflect back on where I was mentally and during that reading, I wasn't very in the best place. Like I remember I was struggling a lot with like just doubting who I was and just kind of like not, I'm not feeling, not feeling really great. And I remember when she said like, yeah, four to five years, but if you work on yourself, it could be expedited. I feel like not saying that she changed my trajectory, but I think that was like a little like, like, um, a light under my ass to be like, all right, Mel, what can I do to really like get your shit in order? Because I felt kind of lost and like 
she kind of gave me a little bit like, okay, there are some things you can do. And I think after that reading, I really just like went in on like self-care, like mm-hmm. my me time and like journaling, got back into meditation. And so with that in mind, I actually did have two more readings with Carla after that. So I met with her four months after. So I met with her in April of 2022. Wait, sorry. Of April 2021. And the first thing she says to me in that reading, she says, things have changed. And I didn't even say anything. I got on the call. She says, things have changed. And this is where Helen be like, okay. She goes, your, she goes, your soul mission has been upgraded. <laughs> yes, Captain. Like, <laughs> um, yes. I know. What does that, that mean? Weird. Wait, what does that mean? Your soul okay, mission has been I upgraded. Think, okay, here's what I think. I think maybe in my mind, this is how I depict it. Like, I think my, my soul and like, I was feeling stuck in one level of my life, like being mm. like not confident, whatever, but how to do the work to like upgrade to the next level to focus on other things. Because I think I was trying to feel about this, about relationships. He's like, sometimes you feel ready for the next level. Mm. of commitment and so I think in my head it's like looking at it's like you're ready for the next level of your life what Mm. does that look like so I was like all right let's let's work on this shit so that's how I kind of like depicted that Mm -hmm. soul mission has been upgraded Mm. um it's funny because I'm like I'm saying it really funny now but I'm not gonna lie they're not reading I was like hell yeah (laughs) 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 um she so in terms of love in my most in the second reading she said things have changed He's coming in less than a year. And I was like, oh, crap. Um, Wait, and so, so, so she was saying your soul mission has been upgraded as it, as in you already worked on yourself or that you will start working on yourself within the near like future. She says, due to me working on myself, it has been upgraded. So like the I result see. of me like going in so on So after you got your initial reading in January, you heard that you should be working on yourself. And with the, within those four months, you were working on yourself more. Mm-hmm. And then when you went to her in April, that's when she said, yeah you've been upgraded yeah that's exactly what happened okay got it okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then of course I asked her about love so she mentioned he'll come in less than a year but she also mentioned other things about my partner like for example she said um there'd be moments when I meet him that I would feel like I want to run away from my husband but my soul guides wouldn't let that happen to me she's like we're gonna pull you back because she's like there'd be moments where you where they know he's the one but you're you're questioning everything and you want to leave and she's like, you won't know what this means until you start dating the person. Pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, she also mentioned like there'll be challenges in my love life, but they're needed in terms of my healing process. Um, so yeah, that was the second reading. And the last thing I will say is I went to her again after I got into my relationship because I wanted to give it time. I was like, okay, now in my relationship, let's give it a few months and see what she says now. And so she mentioned to me that he is a very good man and that he sees me as his future. Like I'm, he's like no doubt about me whatsoever and that he's a quote unquote grown man and not like the boys I'm mm. used to in the past. Mm. And lastly, she said, this one has a strong potential to be the one and that it's a relationship that will grow stronger with time and I'll be happy in the long term. Aww. So Life that is my upgraded. overall. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. I feel. I will say like, you know, in the beginning of a relationship, I think I shared with Janet in our previous episode about, you know, not being single anymore. Like how I had some doubts because it's just so, I was so unfamiliar with dating a guy who was very intentional about me. So there are moments where I felt like, oh, this isn't it. Like, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think there is some accuracy there. But overall, I think, yeah, I mean, the timing aligned, you know, say. So 
that, that was my reading and my results from it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I think even hearing your recounting of the psychic reading, again, I focus on the details. If she does, if she is accurate about a very specific detail, like the suit, I will say that that is a little bit of a shock because especially in LA, everyone is always in creative. Everyone's an artist. No one shows up in a suit to even like fancy events, right? Mm -hmm. But he was in a suit and that is the first time you laid eyes on him. So um, that I think is a good guess. And was accurate. (laughs) I also, I mean, the thing I really liked about Mel's reading was that she, that you were able to take from it something that you could physically or that you could actively deliberately do on your own, which Mm -hmm. is like, she, you know, you didn't come to her and be like, tell me about my future and then I'm going to do nothing. It's like, okay, these, this is generally like, here are some, you know, uh, some general like kind of buffers or milestones and then mm-hmm. here are the things that you need to do like you need to focus on yourself and that to me felt like even if it doesn't pan out how she says or whatever that you would gain a lot of positive um takeaways mm-hmm. from that meeting mm-hmm. yeah. and I almost wonder if it's like you know in therapy where you sort of envision the future that you want for yourself mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. a therapist will work with you to try and get there Versus here, it's like the psychic is planting a seed in your mind of this may happen. So mm-hmm. how do you work on yourself to get there? I wonder if it's similar psychological uh, yeah. behavior or yeah. you know, implementation. I think that's a really good way to describe it. Um, that's very much how I kind of believe it is like if they say that with like psychics, you're not supposed to ever give bad news. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything that they tell you should be kind of positive guiding. And then, so in that respect, I do think it's like helping someone kind of like bring to reality Mm -hmm. something that's like beneficial and positive. Yeah. I totally agree with with, with, with what you both are saying. And it's really funny because it reminds me of, I was having a conversation with my friend Sally and I go, this is my psychic set. She goes, I think she also go to therapy, Mel, not just go to a psychic. (laughs) And I was saying to her, I was like, LOL, I do go to both. So I agree. I will say this, like. I think if you're going to a psychic, you should also look into going to therapy because it kind of like, yes, one's like, one's like, here's like a potential possibility of your future, but you also should take action on working yeah. on yourself too. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you shouldn't just go to one. I feel, or just, if you just go to a psychic, I would be like, I would recommend therapy as well. So I think it's great that you guys both mentioned that. All right. I'm actually very curious about our skeptic here, Helen, because listening back to the episode, I'm curious now, Helen, if you actually think your reading was correct because it's been a few years and a lot of you've been through a lot of changes sorry Mm -hmm. it hasn't been a few years but you've gone through a lot of changes um so in the episode carla brought up a few areas you could focus on what stood out to you during that reading and which areas did you choose to focus on i'm very curious about so let's replay that part right here so interestingly enough uh, parts of yourself that would be um, more beneficial to give attention to the first thing that comes up is love life right so oftentimes women actually give too much to that I'm hearing that that would be a part of yourself that would be good to give more attention to at this time right I'm not sure how that pertains to for you but that was the first thing that comes up um, the second thing is your creativity making like even creating more outlets for it right there's a lot of balance that it's bringing you. So that's a really big thing for you um, because with whatever goes on in your life or your work or career life is like, your creativity is like a lifeline. It's vital for your survival is basically how they show it to me. Mm. But um, to even expand that further, even if though you're very busy, is going to actually help you, 
right? Um, something comes up here around family time and actually needing to invest a little bit more time in that right now. I don't know if there's a family member or somebody who's going through something, right? I do see a female energy around, but that comes up very strongly that there's, there's a need for a little bit more of that time right now, or it could be like with one person particular and it's a female, I sense they might not express it. I don't get, they would, I feel like there's somebody who doesn't really like to let anybody know if there's anything wrong. Um, but there's, but you need to, right. Just be aware of that. The last thing is your health and your overall just well-being, right? So we can work out, we can eat well, we can do whatever, but we need to be doing things that keep us balanced and that, um, you know, sometimes we are so good at pushing forward, doing so much, taking on a lot of things that we're actually only creating distractions for ourselves, but not nurturing. And those parts that go ignored or that get kind of left behind when we're really busy doing things to self-improve can actually manifest later an illness and a lot of other things. All right, Helen. So listening to this back for you, I don't know, what came to your mind and like, what are you focusing on, I guess? Yeah, I think what I had asked her was, you know, what is more, what is something that is more beneficial that I could give more attention to? Parts that mm -hmm. I'm not currently, or at least at the time of the recording, was not aware of weaknesses that I could work on or strengths that I could lean into. I'm not sure if she gave me a direct answer to that question specifically, but she said to give more attention to my love life, which I think actually in this moment probably pertains to me more than at the time of the recording. And I would say mm. that for me, I think now is even more important than ever before. Not the dating phase, not just like the marriage phase, but once you become a parent, as a new mom, new parent, and someone who is just going through such a big life transition and identity shift, I think a lot of times your comfort is what gets put on the sidelines a bit. Mm. And that's because your focus shifts to the new. Most of the attention, especially for new parents, is given towards the baby. And that's inevitable given the limitation of time and capacity. So I would say now more than ever is where even hearing this message over again, I'm sure it applied to me in a different way back then, but it applies to me in a new way now. Again, seeing it as sort of like a, a little light under your butt type of situation, right? Mm -hmm. Um but I mean, back then, when she said to give more attention to my love life, I think two months after that is when we conceived. So, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so maybe I did take her word for it. She mentioned for me, creating more outlets for my creativity. Because when I'm using my creativity and having multiple outlets for it, my electromagnetic field becomes very strong and it's really important for me she said it's a lifeline it's vital for me to be creative and i think just reflecting on this past year i would say there's some truth to that um i am the type of person that can get really stuck in a routine and remain kind of stuck in there if i didn't know any better how to get out of it like i would just be unhappy in a situation but because i would be so involved in the details of whatever it is i'm doing i wouldn't do much to try and get myself out of it and I think about how when I was in the corporate world and unhappy with my life back then, my creativity was completely sucked out of me, non-existent. And I agree that once I was sort of out of that world, creativity became my lifeline and it became a reason for me to get out of bed in the morning. And so 
this past year, I fell into this new mom mentality that focused a lot on only baby, only mom things, very little focus on my own self-care and filling my well in areas that gave me individual joy. And that included activities that involved challenging my creativity. So once I started getting back into work mode, going out a bit more to talk to people who sparked some of that creative joy again, I did feel more like myself. And I mean, it, it sounds like such a general statement, but maybe it pertains to be to me more than the average person because I am a Sagittarius. I am a fire sign. I do need that creative outlet and that sort of um, that freeness in my life. And I think it's yeah, it's important for anyone going through a big life transition, though, to remember not to lose yourselves because mm-hmm. it really is easy to. So I would say that 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 one was pretty accurate yeah Mm -hmm. the third thing she mentioned for me was family time investing more time in here she mentioned that there's a female energy around that needed some more of my time and i don't know the only person that i can think of that rings true here is having spent more time with my mom this past year but if Mm -hmm. anything i feel like i needed her more than she needed me but who knows, maybe she did need to feel more of a connection with me since I live far away. And through the baby, her grandson, and her being around a lot more, perhaps this is filling that well for her. I know she mm. loves being here and helping us out. So maybe maybe it was her, but who knows? No one else kind of stands out to me as like, this is the person that I needed to help. So mm. hit or miss on that one. Um. Fourth thing for me was health and well-being, not just limited to eating well, but doing things that keep us balanced. She mentioned that I tend to take on many things in my life that I create distractions for myself and don't end up nurturing myself. And I guess if I think about this past year, that feels very accurate in this moment in my life. Um, I mean, I love being a mom. I love being able to pursue my passions. I love my husband, family, and friends. And I tend to want to express that love through actions, acts of service, quality time, and all of that takes time and energy, mm-hmm. you know, away from myself. Um, and yeah, I, I'm never going to just sugarcoat it and say I can do it all because I'm realizing very quickly that it's very difficult to do. And you can even hear it in my voice. I am constantly sick nowadays and perhaps not taking care of myself very well. So I think that's something that I really need to keep myself more in check for in 2023, my own health and well-being. And um, yeah, again, it feels like such a general statement. Take care of your health and wellness. Like, no, duh. But again, maybe more so this year than in past years, just because of the big life transitions and how easy it is, again, to get to get lost in the newness of things. Mm. Mm. I liked hearing how you uh, worked through each of, or how you interpreted um, and drew the parallels between each of the things that she read and your life. And I, I hadn't thought about at the time, like, yeah, like how much she didn't mention about having a baby, right? Like directly or have, you know, having a kid. And uh, do you think, actually, I guess that's a question is like, do you, do you feel like there's less credibility because that's such a big life thing and that you would expect maybe in a psychic reading that that would be like t- like more specifically called out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think she called it out. I would be more I would be a little bit more of a believer. Um mm-hmm. going into it though, I had no expectations of what mm. I wanted her to tell me. 
Um, and maybe that's like the extreme skeptic in me that I'm like, I don't think you're going to tell me anything that I'm, mm. you know, I want to know or, or that I think I'm going to hear from you. So, um, yeah, if she had said, you're going to have a baby boy who is seven pounds, 14 <laughs> ounces, I'd be like, damn, okay. I'm a believer. <laughs> Sign me up. Therapy and psychic all in one. Um, <laughs> but she didn't. So, um, yeah. But I think, again, it, it, it these types of readings, even just hearing back on it, it applies to my life now in a very mm-hmm. different way. But mm-hmm. it still applies in some way where mm-hmm. I can take it and say, how can I continue to improve my life based on these things that she says? Because there's there's some truth to the health and wellness part or, you know, my creativity, my creative outlet and making sure that I'm finding time for myself. Um, so that's sort mm-hmm. of that's sort of how I see psychic readings. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, for me, it sounds more like a, a gentle like, hey, a reminder if you're not thinking about this to make sure you squeeze in time for all these things you may not be thinking about due to your life changes. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Carla also specifically recommended focusing on strengthening your spiritual practice and connection, perhaps through more meditation and sound baths, uh, which she said can help clear physical blockages. So I know for my birthday this year, um, we all went to a sound bath. Uh, Just curious, like, how did you enjoy that experience? Do you see yourself incorporating more spiritual type practices into your life? Um, what, What have you kind of made from that part of her reading? I will say that I actually really enjoyed the sound bath that we did, Jay. I didn't yeah. think I would, but I did. Like we went as a whole group. There were about 10 to 15 of us. And afterwards, I thought we were going to sit down and talk about what we went through <laughs> just oh. then. Like what did we experience individually through that sound bath? And afterwards, I feel like people were just like, that was cool. And then we went to lunch and no one talked about it. And I think, uh, Mel, you might have called me or I might have called you like that, that week at some point. And I expressed to you how I was like kind of sad that no one talked about it afterwards. Yeah, I didn't think that. Yeah, that's a good point. We should have kind of sat down and had a conversation about it. I think because I've been to them, I, did, I was like, oh, mm. I think this is just something people would love to experience. But yeah, and maybe because I have not done something like that before. I, I just think whenever I do have intentional time to slow down, and I think mm. it helps mm. when it's with, within a group activity too, so that I don't feel guilty for right, spending right. my alone time just sitting there in silence, which I know I really shouldn't feel guilty for at all, but that's just mm-hmm. how I feel sometimes. So whenever I get that intentional time to just breathe, slow down, a lot goes through my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember specifically what I thought about then, but I remember you two ladies came up and just just being filled with a lot of gratitude for being there and being a mom and being able to step away for a little bit to do this activity, celebrating you, Jay, in doing an activity that you love that I wouldn't do otherwise. And um, I had like images of like moments in foreign countries, especially when a wave a sound wave came over me. I was like, oh, I'm on a beach. And then all of a sudden I was like back in like Goa in India on a beach. And it just, yeah, it it brought up a lot for me. Mm. I thought about my birthing situation since I never really sat Mm. down or slowed down to really think about that process. And I don't know, it it definitely relaxed me in a way that I didn't expect. Mm. Once I started getting over the shifty eyes and looking at each other like, are you doing the, the, you know, thumb to forehead or, you know, are you holding yeah, yeah, your nose reading. correctly? <laughs> Once we got over that, I got into it. I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. I feel like, yeah, maybe we should do more. We should do like a quarterly sound bath. I'd be down. <laughs> Mel, you coming too? 
<laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm I'm happy you had a very more like I felt like kind of like a psychedelic experience you had. Mm. You know? Um Yeah, except when when she put like the waves over my face, I was like, yo, that's so loud and I opened my eyes and <laughs> kinda took me out of it. But it's cool the things that they use. So on the topic of work in ABG, we learn from Carla that in our past lives, we are still friends and business partners, whatever that means, past lives, friends, we're still friends. How old are we, right? Um, But in our past lives, we also abandoned our business once marriage and kids came into the picture. And Carla saw our past selves regroup as old women, probably coming together for dinner and then just recounting the memories and expressing regret. So here's the advice that she gave to help us acknowledge and clear certain beliefs to keep the feeling of success going in this lifetime so that we don't repeat this feeling of sadness in our present lives. Yeah, for me specifically, she had said that there was a dynamic about success and family that I had to shift. Um, She said that from a past life, I had to take things very seriously. um, And, you know, I need to learn in this life that you can both have fun and be successful at the same time. Um, I thought this was kind of, you know, accurate given that I have often been told since I was a kid that I, that I'm a very serious person. I need to like lighten up and I do have a tendency to kind of take things kind of seriously. I think I've gotten a lot better as I've gotten older, but, um, her giving that advice did feel like it was like, okay, I think this is something I can take and, and apply. Uh, she also said that I needed to keep in mind that my husband and children don't need me all the time to learn to kind of let go of some of the family in in favor of my own career or so. And I think in my personal life, there always has been a bit of tension between my career and my family. Um, from a young age of school, like I always was hyper, hyper focused on school and extracurriculars mm-hmm. and sometimes to the point where it's like I would maybe prioritize that over spending time with my family. I remember there were instances in extracurriculars that would like if I joined or if I took a certain role, it would require my family to either drive me more or like actually Mm -hmm. participate in some events. And when they were really like, we can't do that. I remember just really like kind of like almost like not even listening, just doing it anyway. And in hindsight, it's like, okay, yeah, maybe there is um, better ways to to be able to balance both. For me, I think she mentioned how in the past life I struggled to be a woman that could do it all but she said that I can and I was like whoa um like there's no barriers and amount of love I can give for others my husband my children and career to be honest like it was hard for me to imagine what this would be like since I'm not really there in my life yet where like I have children I'm married and all this stuff but I can relate to the feeling of I do think I have the tendency of feeling overwhelmed or feeling really burnt out sometimes and feeling as if like I can't give my all or give some parts of me to certain things and feeling like I'm being pulled really thin. So I wonder how that's going to play out once I have like additional things to consider like family, kids, a husband, all this stuff. So maybe this is a good reminder that when I reach that point, I can be a little bit more balanced than I actually think I can be. So yeah, that was for me. And then for me, she told me that I can have a husband and be successful in my own endeavors and businesses at the same time. She also mentioned that my husband will not feel betrayed if I have my own life and success outside of him. And that is, I would say, very 
accurate for for Philip. Um, he is someone who will tell me, will like try and support me in doing things that I haven't even thought of yet or try and push me towards that direction because something that with parenting conversations that we've had recently is really about our individual selves. I think that that is something that he's more like very focused on and that I didn't really expect for him to because it's so easy to get lost in just parenting and baby world. But he sort of sort of has this like bird's eye view of the situation and says, we have to stay, you know, true to our individual selves. And that's something that I could lose very easily. So I really appreciate him for acknowledging that and showing me that. Um, and mm-hmm. he really does want me to be successful in my own life um, outside of just being, you know, a mom. So that is very accurate. I will agree. Well, I'm really glad we did this reflection. I didn't realize until today that one, love and work parts were actually pretty accurate in her reading. Um, it's also fun to see the areas we were each focused on after our readings and how that helped us grow. Yes, and I've shared before that maybe between the three of us, I might be the less of the skeptic just because this is something that um, I've had some readings done before. But as we shared in our conversation, I don't think it's ever a good idea to take things as completely the truth or prescriptive. Uh, These are meant to be tools and as like a thing that you use as guidance to maybe help you focus on how, you know, on things that you can actually control in your life. You know, pair it with therapy. If you don't already, please follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, and share this episode with your friends. You can also support us through monthly donations at anchor.fm slash asianbossgirl slash support, or get some merch at asianbossgirl.myshopify.com. If you resonated with today's episode, let us know in the comments of our IG post. And if you'd like to put faces to our names, you can find us on YouTube, where we share vlogs, an audience Q&A segment called Dear ABG, and much more. Our handle on both platforms is at asianbossgirl. If you'd like to send a shout out to a friend, check out our link tree in our link in bio and click on shout outs. And last but not least, thank you to our super talented editor, Michelle, for working all her magic on our episodes, including this one. And with that, we will catch you all on the next episode. Bye. Bye.